0: episode. So in this episode, I want to talk about first date number 48. I want to talk about my recent reenlistment in New York City. It was fucking awesome. And I want to talk about uh, home security in a more broader way. Okay, so let me go ahead and get started. So first date number 48, super cute guy. Uh, everybody has their types, right? Like everybody fucking knows my type, right? Tattoos, some sort of first responder, infantry guy, something, right? Like bodybuilder, strong man, something, right? Like a totally like, I'm so obsessed with this. And I, it's crazy because they're not necessarily great for me, but still enjoy their company. Still what I go for, still my fucking type, can't help it. So number 48, same thing. <laughs> fucking first responder, really great looking guy, really smart. Um, um, God, he was just a beautiful man. I hate to say that, but he really was. He was really funny. Okay, so here's the problem though, right? So we met on an app, of course, you know, fucking Tinder. I love Tinder, right? So we met on an app. I don't know. We chatted, um, I would say for a good like seven to 10 days, like almost nonstop. It was kind of awesome. Like everything was like really easy. You know, our jokes, um, you know, landed correctly over text. We had a couple phone calls. We did one really long FaceTime. It was like awesome as shit. Um, anyway, he's a really cute guy, uh, totally my type. Um, beautiful fucking blue eyes could still see them. And the reason I could still see them is because I will never forget what fucking happened. So anyway, so we of course we met and we met for a drink. And then we you know, this is all still fucking COVID. But a lot of places are still open, right with the pandemic. And we went ahead and met for a drink. And you know, just to kind of test the waters out, right? Part of it was just kind of like a joke, especially with my schedule. I'm like, I may make it I may not make it. I, you know, I might be late, I might not be I might be early, whatever, right. So he was like, totally flexible and cooler. With whatever. And he's just like first responder. He's like, you know, I'm off like, you know, the next two days. So I have plenty of time to wait for you, right? I'm like, okay, awesome. So we meet at we meet at a local bar. Um, one of my faves we you know, we have a, a I don't know, fucking two to three drinks. It was awesome. Then we went ahead and headed to dinner. And the reason I will never forget his blue eyes is because we sat right across from each other. And then we ended up moving side to side because like the place you're at was kind of loud and we all know I'm fucking deaf, right? Though I recently got hearing aids and I'll talk about those. But anyway, so um, great, great conversation. Like I said, everything was really easy. Great sense of humor. You know, we got along really well. Um, just constant, you know, jokes. It was fucking awesome. Everything like felt really comfortable. And we were kind of talking, About when we would hang out again, you know, because he's like two days off in a row. And I was like, Well, my schedule kinda sucks. Maybe we could have like dinner or drinks tomorrow whatever, right? But it's probably not gonna be dinner, it'll probably be more like drinks. But point is beautiful blue eyes, beautiful man, funny as shit, got along really well, fucking amazing biceps, right? could not stop staring at them fucking awesome anyway things are going really well and then all of a sudden out of fucking nowhere because remember he started off across from me well and then we ended up because it was loud as fuck in there he ended up sitting side by side next to me so I don't know where we're talking I'm telling a story about who knows what the fuck I'm thinking I'm hilarious I'm like all into my story I'm all animated with my hands and shit right and then all of a sudden beautiful man first responder just reaches into my fucking like plate and starts eating fucking food off of my plate. Like, remember, this is a fucking first date, things were going well, the guy was beautiful, beautiful biceps, blah, blah, blah. But fuck man, like, the fuck? Like, who raised you? I was so like, taken aback. It felt like he kicked me in my fucking teeth, right? So and then I was stunned for a second, because I'm like telling a story, which I'm sure is hilarious. I don't fucking remember what it was. But I was stunned felt like he kicked me in my teeth because his hand was like all over my fucking plate, right? So then I did the whole like, (laughs) looked at him looked at my plate, looked at him looked at my plate. And he was just like totally clueless and just like all into my story, which whatever the fuck it was, I'm sure was hilarious. Anyway, it bothered me. So we stayed there at that table for I don't fucking know another like 3035 minutes or so. And the date had gone really well, but the food thing bothered me and it bothered me on so many levels because I was like, for one, I'm generous. I swear I'm generous. If you're in my life, you, you know that I will probably give you the shirt off my back. I show up at your place all the time with like liquor, alcohol, whatever, and I leave it behind, right? Food, whatever. I, I leave with you. Buy, I buy shit all the time for people. I'm very generous. But holy fuck, like, ask me if you want something for my plate. A lot of times, actually, when I go to a restaurant, and I used to drive uh, West crazy, and it was actually really funny now, thinking about it, because it just occurred to me, um, <laughs> because my mom does the same thing. So every time he would be at a meal with me and my mom, we were both like, do you want to try this? Do you want to try that? And it was hysterical because he had this face because it annoyed the shit out of him. But that's just the way I grew up. Like it's it's my my way and my mom's way of showing you that we care. We want you to enjoy your meal. We want you to have our good food too, right? (laughs) Anyway, but (laughs) number 48, though, fucking just diving into my plate. And I'm for those of you who don't me, I fucking love wings, right? So eating my fucking wings they were like fucking harley garlic they were like fucking carolina style i felt like he kicked me in my teeth i couldn't let it go right so as i said we're there for like 30 35 minutes (laughs) i'm watching like my wings just slowly disappear right (laughs) And I like can't let it go. Anyway, it was hysterical to me because I'm like, fuck, everything else had gone really well. We started talking about the second date as each fucking wing left my plate. I swear to you, his biceps were less cute. (laughs) His blue eyes were less blue. Like I was totally like, okay, this is not going to happen. Like it's over because I kept giving the whole, you know, um, body language clue with my eyes and totally didn't get it. Anyway, so we ended the date. It was fine. Um, We actually had fun. Uh, really good you know nice hug at the end uh, with the whole like yeah see you soon kind of thing and I never saw him again <laughs> anyway um, he's a good guy though I just holy shit if you were listening to this man fucking ask permission anyway before you take food off of another female's plate anyway so the human factor right is definitely something I want to talk about uh, when we talk about uh, home security right so um so i'm gonna go ahead and link to uh, a couple of videos of Clint emerson again you know for the series that he did for 511 he's the ex-navy guy that has written i believe three books at this point um and they're all about like deadly skill survival and knowledge and combat and you know like uh, situations that can like help you like hand-to-hand weapons whatever so it's awesome if you guys have not looked at his videos or looked at any of his books or audio audiobooks please do Anyway, I'm going to go ahead and uh, just talk about the human factor, right? So the human factor is one of those things that I think a lot of people put on the back burner or the bottom of their list when they start thinking about security and home security, right? So most of us spend a good chunk of our time at home, right? So with the pandemic, of course, most of us were home like pretty much the whole time, unfortunately, I worked the whole time, but whatever. But I know a lot of people, you know, were home more. Um, And I know a lot of people started getting into home security more, which I think is smart, because you never know what's going to fucking happen, right? We have the pandemic, right? Um, There's like zombies, there's fucking like aliens from outer space, like there's all sorts of shit that could happen, right? There could be fucking, you know, I don't know, fucking zombie vampire fucking alien, right? That could like descend on your door. But the human factor is something to consider when you are planning out, out your security, right? So If you know anything about home home security, or you've listened to any of Clint's um, material and info out there, because he has a lot, um, there's basically like five D's that everybody talks about, right? And it's not the D that you think I'm talking about. (laughs) Anyway, okay, sorry, couldn't help it. Anyway, so the um, the one of the ones that I think everybody thinks of instantly when they think about the five D's for home defense is deter, right? So deterring is really just uh, the question of um, having maybe like a great alarm sign, uh, stickers on your windows, um, a military flag flying, um, like well lit property, like something that if somebody is going to rob you or want to kidnap you, they're going to look at your house, they're going to see like the the camera signs, like ADT or whatever the fuck, simply safe, whatever, they're going to see those, they're going to see a military flag, Um, depending on what state you're in, they're probably going to know that you're carrying at least one fucking, you know, shotgun, if not several handguns or whatever, a fucking arsenal, right? Depends on where you are. So the military flag is usually like a dead giveaway for that, right? So typically not to be stereotypical, but if you're gonna have a military flag and, you know, in your house you probably have at least one fucking weapon or two, right? And it's usually a fucking gun. Anyway, so deterrence right so when you're thinking about home security the first thing is deterrent you just want to find a way to deter somebody from coming in to uh, either rob you um steal you whatever right so deterrent is like the first d you just want to consider signs lighting military flag what have you right um you basically you just want like the bad guy who has no good intention for you to cringe and be like oh fuck it i don't want to go to that house i'll go to the next house right that the anyway So the next one is detect, right? So when you think about like detecting, I think a lot of people think about dogs and cameras, which is awesome, right? Because you want to know if somebody's coming in, you want to fucking hear it, right? So that's why alarm systems are amazing. That's why camera systems are amazing. That's why dogs are amazing. But we're also in the day and age where a lot of our tech and a lot of our cameras like are all over a fucking house, like each room. Like I have fucking have five cameras in my small house. But the thing about it is I'm guilty of it myself. Remember the fucking human factor, right? So you're getting all these notifications onto your phone. Your phone's probably always in your fucking hand, like it is mine, right? So At a certain point, you have to think about your notification systems, right? And you have to think about the quality of camera you have, right? So like Ring is really popular. It's like the fucking like fisheye, right? You can see everything. which is good, but it could also pick up like the mailman. It could pick up a stray cat. So you're getting all these notifications. So heaven forbid somebody's really trying to like sneak onto your property and you're just ignoring the notifications, right? Kind of like a dog. Like if you have a dog that's always barking and you're always kind of like, oh my God, you know, stop it, quiet, whatever. And they could really be like trying to warn you that somebody's coming. So The human factor, you know, every every you know every D that we're talking about. Think of the human factor, right? Okay, so think about the notifications on your camera systems for detect. You know, um, don't always ignore your dog. I have a dog. I love him. A lot of times, he's super quiet. When he does bark, it's usually a sign that something is happening. So I'm kind of lucky there. I usually drop what I'm doing and go see what he's what he's barking about. He doesn't bark very often but I'm lucky. Okay, so delay. So the third D is delay, right? So basically, what you're trying to do is you're trying to gain time, right? So there's all sorts of like laminates that you can put on your glass now, um, that will actually stop like a brick or a rock or a crowbar, or whatever the fuck, right? So like 3M has like a lot of great laminates for windows. um, And I'm talking about like the small like side windows, like the beautiful windows, but somebody could gain access, right? Um, Depends on your alarm system, you know, some some will go off if the window break some will not depends on your camera system right so these are all things to consider right so if you go back and think about locks and door frames right a fucking lock is only as good as a fucking door frame right so when you think about delay you want to think about having like longer screws in more screws the kind of screw depending on your door frame whatever right so clint goes into like a whole thing about wooden screws which i think is just fucking genius because very inexpensive but that could potentially stop somebody from kicking in your door, like on the third kick, it may take them 10 kicks, it May take them 12 kicks. The point is you want to delay time, right? The other thing that's that I really like, he doesn't talk about it as much and I can see why he doesn't talk about it as much is motion lights. So if something happens at night, for the most part, somebody's gonna come at night to take you away. During the day they're gonna rob your shit, right? But you're most of us are at work, even with the pandemic, whatever, right? So at night you wanna think about lighting, right? And you want to think about your camera lighting. So if you have like a really great camera system, right? But the light is impeding it, and all you get is a silhouette. That's not really going to help you. I mean, it'll help you like detect, but it's not going to help you like identify somebody. Motion lights I like because um, I wear contacts, right? So I don't sleep with my contacts. So motion will help me see in the middle of the night if I need to, right? And if you also think about delay, I have actually uh, tried this before. I don't have a whole lot of furniture. I'm a little bit of a minimalist, so it's easier for me. But in the middle of the night, how quick is it is it for you to get out of bed? go to the bathroom go to whatever exit window you have right kind of map it out at night like if you need to move like a a candle lantern lamp whatever like fucking move that out of your way right imagine worst case scenario so that's all delay right because if somebody's coming to attack you in the middle of the night and you're tripping on like your own furniture i mean and you're falling that's going to delay time for you but that's going to give them time to catch you so you want to you know you want to put that fucking off as long as you can right you don't want to you don't want that confrontation especially if you're fucking tripping over like a fucking piece of furniture so this brings us to uh deny right so When you think about deny, it's it's hard to think about deny because deny goes back to like you're, you know, denying the entry and access, but there's like so many scenarios that could go wrong, right? There's like the human fucking factor, right? So... I guess when my whole thing is just think about like nighttime and think about like the dog you have and just think about how you can improve those scenarios, right? Like maybe take a look at your notifications, maybe uh, not ignore your dog every single fucking time that they bark, right? Um, all of that's training too, right? Like I said, I have a livestock guardian. He barely barks. When he does bark, I get up and you know I look outside with him, and then I'm saying it's okay, we're safe. Obviously, he doesn't understand English, but he understands that I'm looking and I'm like acknowledging that things are okay, and he calms down. So a lot of times, you know, it's just little things like that, right? Okay, so remember the human factor. I don't care how many fucking like security fucking lights you have, right? I don't care how many cameras you have. I don't even care how many fucking weapons you have if you are ignoring the human factor, you're missing like a huge piece, right? So a lot of it's like daily habits, right? Like things that you've all heard about before. If you are not locking your door, but you have all these fancy doors on there, I mean, that's a human factor that you're fucking up, right? So your security system is only going to be as good as the planning and it's only going to be good as the human factor, right? Um, if you guys have any questions, definitely feel free to reach out to me in any of the platforms about home security. Um, and then of course I'm gonna to link to uh, several of Clint's videos um, on 5.11, Clint Emerson. And if you have any questions, obviously like reach out. The last thing that I wanted to talk about is definitely the human factor. Okay, so for me, um, as I said, I was gonna share it, I wanted to share it and cause I mean it um, and I think it's awesome. But, um, when the towers were attacked, um, nine eleven, um, I was in retail, I was not in the army, and I was working, um, for a retail company on 18th and 6th, Old Navy, and I was living in Long Island, so I used to commute to the city, and, um, I used to spend a lot of time in the city, right, I work fucking work there, and then I would, you know, go on most weekends, like, when I had the weekends off, right, because, you know, Long Island city, take a train, you know, it's awesome, you know, the, um the convenience of it. Anyway, so I used to spend a lot of time in the city and I used to go to the, the, um, the towers and, um, Krispy Kreme was like a big fucking deal back then. And they used to have the lights on and I used to get donuts, um, from a place that was where the towers were. And, um, it was just a cool area, cool town, cool city. Like, you know, um, I'm, I, every once in a while, when somebody mentions September 11, I think about that. And I think about the bath and body works that was under there I fucking still love bath and body works. But um, I don't know for sure. But I am pretty sure that those people never made it out, right? They didn't really have a chance because we all know what happened, and how quick everything happened. But um, so anyway, so that always stayed on my mind. Um, that particular day, September eleventh, I was actually living in, you know, Long Island, as I said, working in the city. But I had gone to Fort Lauderdale to visit a friend of mine who had just bought a, a condo on the inner fucking coastal. It's fucking amazing condo. F- awesome. I went for the weekend, um, Florida and New York, you know, the flight tickets are cheap. And there's like millions of flights, right? So I went for one weekend to get away. And we just like hung out and um, drank too much. I think we had pizza or whatever. Woke up the next morning, started to brush my teeth, turned on the TV and holy fuck, like me, like everybody else, like my life changed slightly. Right. My immediate thought was the Krispy Kreme and the Bath and Body people. And, um, you know, I saw them all the time and, um, hopefully they made it out. But that stayed with me for years, like that experience stayed with me. Um, I was in, I say trapped, but because of all the flights and everything, I was stuck in Fort Lauderdale, I was trapped there for about seven days, um, you know, waiting for flights to come out. And you know, we didn't really have cell phones and all those things back then, not to the extent that we do now. Um, So it was difficult to plan my trip home, right. Um, Anyway, I ended up making it back to New York, and I ended up going to the city. And uh, just those like images that are like, permanently like embedded in my fucking head i I, like never forgot right um and just the level of sadness and the mood and the atmosphere like it stayed with me um several years later um i was a personal trainer which i think a lot of you know the economy started to change in 2008 2009 um i started to realize that i needed like a second income i was like single right i was divorced twice at this point and i was like what am i going to do like i need more money right because my clients at that point were buying less and less packages. Right. So my checks were getting smaller and smaller, even though I loved personal training. Um, so a friend of mine, um, um, in the gym, I don't even know how fucking came out in conversation. But a friend of mine was like, Hey, why don't you consider joining the army, the army just raised their age. And I was like, what the army? And they were like, Yeah, you know, like, I think the age was like 32 or some shit. But right now it's 42. And I was like, what? I was 36. At that point, Uh, I didn't really know anybody in the military at all. At this point, I had just met Wes. Um, And, I was in great shape. I was I'm 5'10". I was like 150 pounds. I was like 10% body fat, but I was like a fucking walking billboard. Right. So I was like in a crop top or whatever. And I was like, that's like a good idea. So this was a Thursday, like no shit. I went down to the local recruiting station in San Antonio. And I was like, Hey, I would like to join the army, please. (laughs) <laughs> in my fucking crop top anyway so i went ahead and joined the army i swore in that next tuesday and as they say the rest is history right so for me when it came time for my 1st reenlistment, re-enlistment uh, i was really fucking lucky i was combat camera uh, i was traveling around europe for like 30 days or so um and uh we were with the German army and I have become friendly with some of the uh, members of the German army in this particular unit. Cause we've worked together several times, combat camera, and we were in France all together. We had a flag and we were like, fuck it. It's time for me to reenlist. Let's go ahead and do the actual ceremony. Right? So I will never forget this as long as I live. I was a reservist. There's great photos of it. Um, and I enlisted, reenlisted, Um, rather, um, at Iron Mike in France and one of my great, um, great, great friends, um, who was in the German army held my flag for me and one of my favorite officers, you know, swore me in and it was fucking awesome. So uh, years later, um, you know, it was time for me to reenlist again. And since I'm at 12 and a half years, um, it becomes in-depth at this point. So not to go into too much detail, but I was just kind of like, okay, this is the last reenlistment, you know, like, how am I going to make this special? How am I going to make it memorable? So, you know, knowing me, I asked a few people on social media, what you guys think? I want to make it awesome. And sure enough, uh, somebody was like, what the fuck? Why don't you just go to New York City? And then like fucking light bulbs went off. And I was like, holy shit, why don't I find a way to realist at the actual memorial site because even though I didn't have anybody directly offended um or affected rather um it was always significant to me right so sure enough um I asked a couple of officers um if anybody was available right because I would have to fly or drive into New York City um and we would make it happen and I am very fucking fortunate um that um, three officers, you know, um, uh, agreed to do it. Um, One got called to a school at the last second, the other just couldn't make it with family things, which is fine. But I got one and I did a bunch of gunnery shit with him. And it was fucking awesome. He like flew in from another state for the weekend. Um, I um, was with one of my really good female friends and then 61. Okay, so it was fucking awesome. I'm not going to go into a whole lot of detail other than it was just fucking amazing, right? So we met in the city. We had, like, several drinks, you know, um, the day before. and Then we decided uh, to go to the memorial and just kind of, like, see what we could do because – at first, I didn't want to do it on the 11th. I was like, I don't want to take away from it. But then the more I thought about it, I was just like, it's a small ceremony. There's just going to be four of us. I'm sure we could do it, right? So we had tried going online and looking at permits and all sorts of stuff. And just a lot of the information online was conflicting. So sure enough, what we did was, um, we all showed up, right? Um, we had my uniform was in my bag. Um, the officer's uniform was in his bag. I wanted uh, OCPs on purpose. I didn't want to be in dress. And um Sure enough, you know, we met, we found a spot that was fucking awesome that he found, he scouted out, and it was basically in the middle of where the two st- towers stood. Um, a friend of mine had bought me a flag, so it was fucking amazing. He's a Navy vet, and uh, it was very emotional, right? So we went ahead and conducted the ceremony. I asked, uh, before it got started, I asked um, um, civilians uh, that were nearby if they could hold a flag for me, and they were actually connected to the Navy in 9-11, and... It was amazing. So we went ahead and swore in. Um it was a great weekend and that weekend we ended up getting uh, free food, several free drinks just you know for being in the military and just mentioning in conversation and it was just a great weekend. The city has definitely come back. Um there are a lot of businesses that are open and thriving and um it was just it was a, it's a it was a great way for me to conduct my final reenlistment. Okay. So the human factor, right? Okay, so if you're going to go on a first date, don't fucking eat off of the fucking females food, right? Don't fuck that up, because that would have been a great second date, but it never happened again, right? Human factor. When you go back and look about home security, right? Think about the five D's, right? Deter, detect, delay, deny and defend, right? So I didn't really talk about defend on the last one, but defend is fucking obvious, man, like, don't be polite, like fucking, you're fighting for your life, you're fighting for the life of your friends or your family. If it's a home invasion and it's the middle of the night, use fucking night as an ally to you because you know your your floor plan, they don't, right? So fucking defend um, your friends and family, defend yourself. Um, don't forget the human factor. All right, if you guys have any questions about anything, definitely feel free to reach out and...